Worried about the cost of senior living? CarePartner Senior Living's pricing helps preserve your wealth. If you do exhaust your resources, we accept Medicaid and you won't have to move. CarePartner Senior Living has 15 vibrant communities in Western Washington and Spokane, offering high-quality yet affordable independent assisted living and memory care options. Stretch your assets, preserve your estate, and never worry about moving. That's peace of mind and a CarePartner's living difference. Visit carepartnersliving.com. The following podcast is provided by an approved senior care provider on the Answers for Elders radio network. Welcome back, everyone. It's Answers for Elders radio. And we are here talking about a very difficult subject for many. And it's a welcome topic for me. And I'm I'm thrilled to have the wonderful Cassidy Bastion um, with us, who is an end of life doula. And we are talking about the end of life. Um, We always talk about best quality of life as seniors are aging and certainly But there comes a time when you're caregiving a loved one or when you are in a point where you realize the end is near. And it may be the near end might be a year from now, but we still have an option to go into what's brand of care, which is called hospice. And we may have heard the the term. And I remember, um, you know, we are here again with Cassidy Bastion. And Cassidy, thank you, first of all, for outlining a little bit about palliative care and but then there, we move into a different category of care, and that's called hospice. Tell us a little bit about what hospice is. So hospice is, uh, it, it is to, to me, the umbrella of care that surrounds end-of-life mm-hmm. care, right? So uh, hospice care is not in lieu of care. It's on top of care. Yeah. So, and that's a common misconception that people Very good. Have. That when they call hospice, we are going to be there in home 24-7 to do all of that hard, bed-bound, actively transitioning Mm -hmm. care. And and what we're seeing a lot of is that maybe our medical community isn't as educated as well on the hospice benefit. Mm -hmm. And and, um, so eligibility for hospice really comes down to a significant decline. We're not walking, we're not eating. or maybe it's just like we've had a 20 pound weight loss, mm-hmm. right? Any type of decline. We get a lot of people who come on hospice and they just don't have the, the care that they need. Mm-hmm. And once we get everything in place, they graduate. Right. And they're no longer on our service. But a lot of what we see too is um, that we have people waiting until people are actively transitioning. And that's what we call it in the hospice yeah. community when people are actively dying, sure. uh, which could be weeks to days to hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really that's not enough time for the hospice benefit to really surround and support those patients and their families. Right. So really hospice says the Medicare mandates say that uh, requirements for eligibility is a diagnosis of six months or less to live. And there has, you know, you have to have a doctor's referral for that. But if you Mm -hmm. really feel like, you know, your, your person is eligible, you are more than willing to call any hospice program Mm -hmm. in your area, ask for an evaluation. 
And if you, if you meet those requirements, you're going to be, you know, um, you're not going to qualify, you're going to qualify for hospice services. So hospice really is, um, focusing on quality and comfort at end of life. Sure. We're no longer doing life-saving treatments. We are only doing medical interventions, including antibiotics that are, um, for comfort only. It's Mm -hmm. not to, you know, sustain life by any means. Um, so that's kind of in a nutshell, what hospice is, and it comes with, you know, doctors and nurses and certified nurses, aides and Mm -hmm. chaplains and volunteers and bereavement coordinators. Mm -hmm. So when I say that we don't always have time to really surround people with that bubble of hospice love that I call it, uh, we really don't, (laughs) but there's so much that's available to you on the hospice benefit. If you're there early, if Mm -hmm. you get there early. And obviously hospice is paid for by Medicare. It is. It is. And And so you get more, more benefits through Medicare um, if you're in a hospice classification. Would you explain a little bit about that? Right. So, so what's available to you via Medicare and covered by Medicare is any um, treatments and or medications that are aligned with the diagnosis that you've been given to be on hospice. Okay. Okay. Um, direct medical equipment like hospital beds, wheelchairs, walkers, bedside mm-hmm. modes, over the bedside tables, um, uh, care supplies, briefs, mm-hmm. creams, lotions, soaps, you know, pads, <laughs> all of these, all of those things, all those things that you've probably catheters. Seen. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh. Everything. Yeah. So, so Cassidy, in many cases, um, if somebody's in hospice, they can actually go home to pass away. Absolutely. But the main thing is, is that we want people to make sure that when they go home to pass, they have a caregiver or care in place. Right. Right. Um, and we are, I, at least myself, and I know that most hospice clinicians are very um, respectful of a person's mm-hmm. autonomy at end of life and what mm-hmm. they want for their end of life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that, um, sometimes that is refusing to have a caregiver and refusing yeah. to be bathed <clears throat> and all of those things. Um, so people can absolutely go home, which is why it's important that you talk to your family and you make sure if you're going to go home um, or to anybody else's home, I've had people open up their homes to have people, their loved ones come to their home. Yeah. Um, you know, that you have somebody who's going to be there to care for you. Correct. Hospice is not always going to be there 24 seven in home. We're all yeah. always available by the phone, but we're not always going to be at the bedside 24 hours a day. Sure. Sure. So we got to make sure that that care is, is in place before we get home. Right. Right. And then obviously, you know, in, in working with hospice, there's the hospice team also helps the family. Absolutely. I mean, tell me a little bit about that, about the hospice role with family members. Okay. So when somebody comes on hospice services, they are given a team, Mm -hmm. uh, a nurse and a social worker. And then if the patient wants, they can add on the home health aid or certified nurses. Mm -hmm. They can add on a chaplain if they'd like to. And Mm -hmm. I really want to call chaplains spiritual care advisors because they are completely non-denominational and they really Mm -hmm. just hold the space for death and dying. Um, So the hospice team all together, we 
are observing and maintaining quality of life and comfort. So your nurse is maintaining your medications. Your nurse's aide is making sure you're bathed and groomed once or twice a week, checking Mm -hmm. your skin, making sure that you're cared for uh, in in the way that best serves you. And your chaplain is supporting you. Your social worker is to reach out if you need care needs. Maybe you have VA benefits you've never qualified for. Sure. Your social worker can do that for you in Mm -hmm. hospice. Mm-hmm. So all of those people and all of us as a team are really there to mm-hmm. hold up that patient and their family through their journey. Well, and, and I think with the family, one of the things that I, I think I've been so impre- impressed with hospice is they help prepare the family for the end. Absolutely. And I think the, the one thing that I have heard so many times how amazing hospice is because it helps the family understand how to interact, how to be there, how to support, um, and just keep the family focused on what's most important at this time. And I think that really is a key point because I think when, when a loved one is passing, um, emotions are high and, you know, uh, dynamics in the family always, sometimes there's conflicts, sometimes there's hurt feelings, sometimes there's, you know, um, arguments, uh, you know, it goes right into, you know, so many things that go on, you know, within family dynamics. And, and the beauty of a hospice is, is they make, I think the whole end wonderful. It's like they remind a family of what's most important and how to move the family forward together. Um, And I've heard so many stories of, you know, being together in a hospital bed and playing, you know, the favorite music as someone or all, you know, holding hands around, you know, family members who haven't talked to each other in in decades, you know, and here they are together because they had the proper team in place to facilitate something that became amazing and healing. And I think a lot of cases that doesn't happen in families. It's true. And, you know, um, sometimes I always like to say, if we do it right, Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's hard because as at hospice, we're only given one shot to get it right. Mm -hmm. right? We are only given one shot. And you learn as you go with each case and each family and each person, you, you watch each person's end of life journey. And, and every family's different. So it is. And everybody, yeah. I like to say that everybody's end of life journey is unique to them as their mm-hmm. soul is, and it will be as it should be for each person. Mm-hmm. But the hospice team, absolutely. If we do it right, we set a sacred space for death and dying. We mm-hmm. allow families to, what you were talking about is what we call holding vigil. Yeah. It's sitting down at the bedside of your loved ones and filling it with that love and that light and those pictures and those conversations and the music and mm-hmm. the laughter and all of those things. And you're right. Not everybody gets that. No, but no, we, they don't. we can do that for people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the key with all with the hospice is part of it is really promoting emotional healing while allowing that person to let go. And um, that I think is such an important piece of all of this. And, and certainly in working with your team, you also can like support support families to find resources that they may not know about Absolutely, um, give them options that they know didn't know that existed so there's Absolutely. a lot of support within the for the family 
um, with, with hospice care while they're getting this elevated mm-hmm. period of care. And I think that's what's so important. And now I, we have a lot of wonderful hospice resources here and you can point people into that direction. Tell us how we reach you again, Cassidy. Absolutely. You can find me at my end of life Northwest on uh, Facebook. You can find my website is myendoflifenorthwest.com. It has all of my contact information. You can reach out to me via Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has my email on there. So you can mm-hmm. absolutely reach out to me to, to find out, uh, or if you have any hospice or palliative care questions or end of life questions, definitely uh, give me, give me a jingle. Well, we're excited that you've, you're sharing this with us because certainly it's a hard, hard thing to talk it about. Is. And in, in our next segment, we're going to talk about how to talk to your loved one who is dying, how to quote unquote coach them to the other side, how to be the best support possible. And Cassidy will be right back right after this. We at Answers for Elders, thank you for listening. Did you know that you can discover hundreds of podcasts in our library on senior care? So visit our website and discover our decision guides that will help you also navigate decision making. Find us at AnswersForElders.com. In your senior years, activities and social opportunities may become limited. And while we'd like to live our golden years independently, the reality is our homes can become hazardous and isolated. Hi, I'm Colette with Care Partner Senior Living. Care Partners provides the setting for new relationships and planned social events. From outings to events on site, our staff directs multiple group or individual activities every day in surroundings that are safe and secure. Care Partner Senior Living has 15 vibrant communities throughout Western Washington and Spokane, providing independent, assisted living, and memory care at extremely affordable pricing. And if you ever run out of funds and need to convert to Medicaid, you will never be asked to move. From how we design our communities to our attentive care staff, Care Partners gives you the support, security, and safety you need to live independently on your terms. Have fun, stay active, and never worry about moving. That's the Care Partners experience. Visit carepartnersliving.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 